Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I'm going to preach to you from a message called He is Alive. Say it with me. He is alive. And, um, yeah, so before I get going on the message, uh, I'm going to have to give you some like warnings, warning, warning, you know, like one, <laughs> warning, because when I preach a message, like I'm going to preach today, some of you are going to hear a little voice in your head to say, you're going to hear it, get, get out of here. So you're going to want to leave some of you, not a lot. Because what I'm going to deal with is going to be heavy. And, it, and it's going to require you to have, not only for me to have courage, because i got to sit up here and give it, but it's going to require you to have courage to receive it. It's not enough for the preacher to have the courage. The people also have to have the courage in order for God to move. So I have to have the courage to preach it, no matter what your face does. Some of your faces are going to be like, But I got to preach it anyway. But you're going to have the courage to say, okay, go ahead. And if you have the courage and I have the courage, the Holy Spirit can do the job. And today, somebody's going to get free like you've never been free before. And after this day, some people in this room, mark my words, you will leave this service and you will say, I'm never, ever, ever going to be the same again. Others in here are going to find exactly where the devil has been defeating you. And you didn't know that's where it was. And because of it, he's going to be kicked out, evicted, footied. Come on, whatever you call it. Come on, somebody. We're going to, we're going to, I've seen how you guys do the rugby. Punt. You're going to punt the devil out of your life. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, when he's gone, breakthrough comes, healing comes, miracle comes, jobs come. Come on, shout, shout, shout. Come on. All right. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Keep your heart open. Come on. Ready? Okay. It reminds me of the Avenger movies, how it ended. How it ends. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Say, he's alive. Because he's alive, we talked about Easter last week, and Easter is not just for Easter Sunday, but Easter is really supposed to be every day of the week. And it's about Jesus. It's about his death, his burial, his resurrection. And when you ask me a question, what is, what is what does the, the, the crucifixion mean to you, Jason? What, what does Easter mean to you? What does is, what is he's alive mean to you? And I, I have to say, if you want to put the cross in a word, I think one of the most powerful words you'd have to say is forgiveness. The cross is about forgiveness on so many different levels. And forgiveness is so powerful. And the enemy knows it. That if he can keep us locked down, he can keep us in bondage. And I'm going to talk to you for the next 20, 30 minutes about the forgiveness of God. And I think it's going to help people today. One of the elements of forgiveness is if we don't walk in forgiveness, our faith won't work. So you can have great faith to move a mountain. You can have faith to believe for healing and miracles. You can have faith to, for cancer. You can have faith for diabetes. You can have faith for a job. But if you don't have love, and love is forgiveness, your faith won't work, the Bible said. So if the enemy can't stop your faith, then he'll go after the other element in your life, after your love walk. And he'll try to get you an unforgiveness. At your brother, at your spouse, at other people, friends, family, neighbors. 
people that grew up hurt you, to stop and lock you down so the enemy could take advantage of you. That's why the Bible even says don't even go to bed at night angry and give a place, a foothold, an opportunity to the devil. So that's how we give the devil the opportunity to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. Even though we're blood-bought, redeemed, new creation, more than conquerors, we can be literally defeated because we have opened the door to the enemy through unforgiveness, through knowingly or unknowingly. Are you with me now? Somebody give God a praise. Courage. Come on. Come on. I said courage. You got to have courage. You're doing great. You're doing great. Number one, uh, I'm going to talk about Jesus. what Jesus said. He said, Father, I forgive them. Say that with me. Father, I forgive them. Luke chapter 22, 34, when he's on the cross, he says, Father, Father, now look at me. They're murdering him. They're, they're, they are murdering him. They are brutally murdering him. They have, at this point, ripped the beard right out of his face. They have spit on him. You know, on the cross, we see him like this with the clothes. But if you study crucifixion, when they crucified you, there was no clothes. They had sold his clothes. He was on that cross naked, ashamed. So anybody who's ever been ashamed, he can heal you of your shame because he knows what it's like to be in shame. Come on, clap like he's a great, wonderful savior. Come on, give him praise. Not me, give him praise. Come on, you could do, because he's going to help somebody today. They murdered, then they, then they get a cat of nine tail. I actually have one of these. Pastor John, have you ever seen a cat of nine tail? When you come into my church, I have one. An actual cat of nine tail that was built the way the Romans built it. I have one. It's a murder weapon. I had to go through, and uh, you had to go through a background check, just like if you're buying a firearm. Because it's, it's, you can kill somebody with it. Because what it does is it's bone and it's, it's metal and it's clay. It's all this. And when you, when you hit, like I have a piece of wood and I hit it and I yank it and it will yank chunks out of wood. And I thought, oh my God, they hit him with this thing. Like even if you touch it, it can cut you. You got to be very careful with it. It's brutal. It just, it gives you like, like. In Spanish, asco, like, like, I don't know how you say it. Like, ooh. a lot of different nations here, so I don't know, you know from different nations, how you go, ooh. What, we'll just call it, ooh, you know what I mean? And it's just like 30, not once, not twice, 39 times, they're yanking flesh. They're ripping, they're ripping body parts. They're ripping, they're, they're, they're murdering him. He's bleeding out. He's naked, he's ashamed. Then they hang him on a cross. They nail him. He's dying of asphyxiation. <gasps> he's got to step up to breathe and then co- collapse again. Step up to breathe and, and, he's, and then, then he falls again on the nails and the bleeding. It's gruesome. There's nothing cool about it. Isaiah said there's nothing to, good to look at. There's nothing pleasing about it. It's, it's, it's a cross. It's, it's the torture weapon for the murderer, for the robber, for the worst of the worst. Yet we have God's only son, precious son, on a cross being murdered. And on the cross, he looks at the murderers 
And he says a prayer to his father. Father, forgive him. Literally means, watch me. Release them. For they don't know what they're doing. And Jesus says when you pray, pray our Father who is in heaven. Holy, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Watch me. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you give men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sin, your Father will not be able to forgive your sin. And what he's talking about is what I'm going to share with you next. I don't believe that's talking about you're not going to go to heaven. But I believe God can't bring freedom into your life. Because until you release the offenders, then they still have you and the enemy still has you in bondage. And I'm thoroughly convinced there's probably a few people in here that tonight God is going to require you to release those offenders so he can bring freedom, deliverance, healing, miracle, and breakthrough so your faith can work at the next level. Clap like I'm talking to somebody today. Can I keep going? If you have a Bible, it's in Hebrews 12, 15 says, look carefully, pay attention. Lest any of you fall short, look at this, of the grace of God. Now, we have a lot of teaching on the grace of God in the world today, which I love grace. I'm a, I love Paul's revelation. Man, I'm, a, I'm standing here by grace. By grace I move, by grace I live, by grace I have my, it's all grace. Somebody say grace, 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 grace. We need, how many want more grace? Three people. Well, when Zechariah was building the temple and he was struggling to finish the job, God said, no, 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 man, you're not going to do this by might or power, but it's going to be by my spirit. And open your mouth and declare to this building project, grace, grace, grace to this mountain and it'll get the job done. How many thank God grace will get the job done? Grace will empower. Grace will strengthen. Grace will open the door. Grace will provide. Grace, favor, undeserved. Undeserved blessing. That's what I want. I want unearned blessing. I want undeserved. And Paul said, you got to be careful lest you miss the grace of God. Well, I don't want to miss the grace of God. He says, well, well Paul, then how can I miss the, the grace of God? We need more grace. We want more grace. He said, well, if any root of bitterness springs up, it causes trouble. And by this, what, look at these words. Many, not a few. Wow. Not a few. Not a few Christians here and there. No, 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 no. Many, not sinners. Not worldly folk. This is church folk. Many have become defiled. Literally means God can't use them anymore. You have to quarantine them. Offended people. You know why most pastors don't want to do a lot of small groups? It's because they become, when a leader gets offended, they take all the people with them. I've seen offense even stop revivals. In my, my pastor's church, we had a full-blown revival, a move of God. And it was a piano player and his worship leader. They were, they were leading the worship and they got offended. 
and they were, they were always offended because there was a curse in their family about offense and it, it was passed down from the parents and, and, they offended. and I saw that spirit divide a move of God. It's a strong spirit. Don't play with this thing. Don't, don't, don't eat or partake of it. Renounce it, denounce it and get it out of your life. God doesn't want to put you on a sideline. God wants to put you off the, off the shelf and he wants to put you on the front. Come on, somebody ought to clap like God wants to use your life. So, this is my illustration. You like my jar? Virginia was so kind to get it for me today. Just right now. Here's my jar. My grace jar. And I'm going to use this jar to tell you a story. Of a man named Brady. Who had three kids of his own. (laughs) Some of the youngsters don't know what the heck I just said, huh? Uh, some of you got my joke, thank God. At least a few of it. My joke's been like going, eh, okay. They're coming out like, in the but here it is. Because of, and some of you know my story, but I'm going to just tell a little bit of it for the sake of the message. My, when growing up, I was abandoned by my father, abused by my stepfather, bullied by my stepbrother, abused by my stepsister, and I was just very, very broken. But how many know broken people become bitter people if they don't know how to let it go? Hurt people usually become very hurt. You know, have you ever met somebody angry? It's usually this, that's the defense mechanism. Fight or flight mentality. So I had not a flight mentality. I had a fight mentality. Come on, somebody. No one's going to ever hurt me again. So I had struggled in my relationships because in order to have a healthy relationship, you got to let people in. But I wouldn't let anyone in because I, what if I let you in and you're going to hurt me? So I had this bitterness growing in me and I put it up like a ball and I just pushed it down and pushed it down. And year after year, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, I just became, you know, just demonized. Just fighting all the time, drinking, fighting, pub fighting, club fighting, bar fighting. Everywhere there was a fight, I was there. If there wasn't a fight, I picked a fight. Come on, somebody. And I was little, but it didn't matter. I'll pick something up and, and I'll, even, I'll, eat, I'll make the odds even. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows. Okay. It's good, it's good in Australia, it's good. Okay, so that's how we do it in L.A. (laughs) But I get saved, I get born again, and God changes my life. The joy of the Lord becomes my strength. And man, I'm, I'm a different person. And about two months into my salvation, uh, I have this experience. And the way it went was, there was this guy who... I was telling pastor earlier, he was the pastor's brother in the recovery home with me. So he was the pastor's brother. So he had that going for him, but he wasn't a good person, really. Are you hearing me? So that's why he was in the recovery home, because he was like a backslider that went way back, way, he like slid, like, like slip and slide and slid. And he's kind of trying to make his way back. And he had obviously a gift on his life for, you know, prophecy and interpret, like word of knowledge, word of wisdom. I don't know if you believe in the gifts, but they're real. And if you have the gifts of the Spirit on your life and you don't serve God, those gifts don't leave your life. They're without repentance. So they're still there. And that's where you have, like, uh, mediums and you go into the palm reader and they read your palm and they could tell you, like, they could literally tell you things nobody knows. And people are like, oh, my God. But it's not God. That's the devil using that gift. Are you hearing me? But that gift's still there. So this guy, he's starting to walk with God. So he's coming in and out of God using him and the devil using him. He's in that early stage. So he comes up to me and he says, hey, Jason, tonight in a service just like this, the evangelist is going to call you out. 
He's going to call you out of the crowd. He's going to bring you on the stage in front of everybody. And he's going to tell you, you're going to, God's call you to preach the gospel to the nations of the world. And sure enough, I'm in the audience. It would be like somebody in the back. Say, hey, you, come up here. It comes up, tells me exactly what he said. And it, it was important because I was at, that, at that moment, I was like, man, am I called? Am I not called? If I am, I want to do it. And I was like, you know, that young season, where I, what, am I, what is my purpose? And that was like, the, that was a big uh, confirmation to me. Never have to worry about your calling. God will get it over to you. And he'll confirm it over and over and over again. So I go back to that guy, all excited, like, give me another word, man. Like, what's up? And then this time he got weird on me. He said, give me your ID and show me your palm. Well, I'm a new Christian. I got my ID. Do you think, bro? I'm thinking this is the Holy Spirit. He's going like this. He goes, okay, I got a message for you. You're going to backslide over a woman like King David. And you're going to come back stronger. That's what, the, that's, what, that's what your future is. I said, okay. So I went and got my bag. I started packing it. And the staff member comes up. He said, what are you doing? You just got, God just spoke to you last night. I said, I know. I know that guy said, and that guy said, and, and I went back to that guy, and that guy said, I'm going to fall and over a woman, and I'm going to come back stronger. So I know this girl down the block. So I'm going to go over there. I'm going to fall, but I'm going to come right back because I really want to serve God. I know elevator wasn't going all the way up yet. It's almost there. It's like at the ninth floor. Come on, somebody. Now watch. So he's looking at me like some of you just looked at me. No, but I'm stubborn. I'm a stubborn person. Now, my stubbornness is for God now. Like, try to tell me not to serve God. Now, you have to kill me because it's like, no way. I'm going to serve God. Because once I believe it's God, that's it. Like, nope, I don't care what anybody says. That's it. God said. So I'm like that. So I'm thinking this is God. And he's like trying to tell me, no, no. I'm like, no, he said, and he said, and I got my bag, and I know the girl. Don't worry, I got it. And finally, God used him. He says, stop. I said, okay. He got the Bible out. He pulled it out. He opened up. He put a scripture, rhema, a rhema word. He put his finger on scriptures. What does that say? Read it. I said, God is able to keep you from falling. I walked back up to that guy. Hey, you, <laughs> why would you do that to me? And then he manifested. He gave me a word I can't say in church. And it began with a bad word. And it ended with more bad words. And he got, come on, somebody. Interpretation, I don't know. Hits me with it, and the next thing I know, I blank out, and I sock him. He goes flying to the window. I've been in this case scenario. He's gonna pull his head out. He's gonna be. He's gonna be all cut up. He's gonna bleed out. They're gonna call the cops. They're gonna take me to prison, and I'm already on parole. So my life, I'm I'm done. So I said, well, I got my bag. I'm going to my grandma's. I'll hide out 24 hours. I'll jump the board to Mexico. Never catch me. Come on now. (laughs) 
I come a long way, y'all, and I'm not ashamed of it because it's the testimony that overcomes the enemy. Come on, give God praise. Come on, we're going we're to have a good time. We're, 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 we're breaking into something. So he pulls his head out. Now, there's a big red lump here where I hit him because he deserved it. <laughs> but on this side, not a scratch. It was like God protected him. The window was broken. Every, not, a, not even a scratch. And then I freaked out, like, what just happened? And this is when I knew I was changing because I ran into the restroom and I started crying. See, before when I'd hit somebody and knock them out, I'd start dancing like, yeah. <laughs> Who's the man? Who's the man? Come on, somebody. <laughs> now I'm crying. I'm like, so I'm going, I'm like, I'm like crazy, like angry, punching, crying. I'm like, what's happening with me? And then finally they say, you know, Jason, you, you can't be in this program with 47 X everything you could imagine. And you can't have fights here because if you, we let you fight, then man, these guys are going to kill each other. So we have to kick you out. It's part of our bylaws. And I, and I, re, I was so scared because God told me right then. If you leave and go back on drugs, you're going to die. Because at that time, I had men who wanted to kill my life, kill me. They had a contract on my life. So I said, man, um, I'm, I don't even know. What to, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And the pastor says, I can't kick you out. Because if I do, you, the Lord told me you're going to die. He said, so, but I'm going to have to punish you. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to punish you by putting you on dishes. For 30 days. Now, that may not sound like a lot for you. And I'm still on forgiveness. I'm not, I know exactly where I'm at. Come on, somebody. And he says, uh, I'm going to punish you 30 days dishes. I said, okay. It's not like dishes like you go home with your little pans, my pans, you know, my little family of five, six, you know, little scrape pan, and then you scrape it, and it comes right off. The eggs come off. No, these are like old school pans, like, and they're big pans, like the pans that are this big, and like Two in the morning, still washing, water everywhere, dirty, filthy. And it's one in the morning, and I'm washing dishes, and I am getting mad again. And one of the, one of the, one of the brothers comes up. He's a big Polynesian guy. And he's, he's a nice guy, but at the same time, he likes to see me suffer. So he's got this look. And he kind of like puts his little, like, he's, he's, he just wants to see me like just break. And he goes... How you doing, brother? And, the, and the, here it comes again, the blank out. I grab the pan like this. And I see myself going a backstroke. Wow. And I see him falling. And I see myself saying, what's up now? What's my name? <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Come on now. He could tell something bad's about to happen because he stops. And he's a big guy, but he stops like, oh, oh. And then God uses him. He says, he gets quiet. He goes, and he doesn't know anything about my past. He goes, Jason, you need to forgive your father. And church, let me tell you, I've been hit. I've been in car wrecks. 89, 90 miles an hour in, on a center dividers, no seatbelt, put my head. I've, I've been through a lot. I ain't never felt nothing like that. My legs got wobbly. The room started spinning. What was happening? The devil was about to come out of my life. He said, you need to go in that room and you need to forgive your father. 
And I said, wow, wow. And I, I don't even know how I got into the room. I end up in the room. I hit my knees and I start forgiving my father for everything he did. He left me, abandoned me. I said his name and what he did and let it go. And then my stepfather came up. And that was hard. And then my stepbrother. And then my stepsister. And then it started going all the X's and the O's because I had a lot of them. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Don't act like you always been in charge. <laughs> so <laughs> come on, clap like pastors keeping it real. Come on, I'm just... I'll become a fool for Christ. I don't care. Somebody's going to get help. So, so I'm letting it all go. And my, my eyes are swollen. Man, and I mean, I'm just weeping. It's hours. I'm in there. Uh, uh, and then once I, I'm like, uh, and then another prayer. Uh, uh, it's just coming out, man. And finally, I get to a point where God asks, tells me, you need to forgive this person. And for me, it was a shock. I never thought I was bitter at him. It came as a shock. Just like it all comes to a shock as a lot of people. I, God says, and you know, you got to understand how Latino families work. This is how it works. There's Jesus right here and mom <laughs> and dad. I, I, I know it might not be right, but that's just the way it is. And sometimes it's Jesus and mom. It's mom, Jesus. That's why we've got to fix these things. So you, meaning, this is, you could talk about my dad. Be like, all right, whatever, bro. Talk about my mama. What you say? Come on, somebody. You talk about my mama. That's my mama. <laughs> Don't you ever talk about my mama. And the Lord told me, you need to forgive your mom for, for choosing your stepfather over you. And I never even realized that was inside of me. I never, because I never processed that. Because she was being abused just like me. But a little child doesn't know how to process that. A little child doesn't, he, he takes it in. Just like the Holy Spirit just said, some of you have had people die on you. And you're still bitter at them for dying. And it doesn't make any sense to your mind. But you're bitter at them. And today, you're going to get free of it. And you're going to watch healing and breakthrough come into your life like you've never experienced before. Come on. You're doing very good, by the way. Very good. Come on. Give yourself a hand. I'm serious. I preach this all over. You're doing very, very good. Pastor's done well. He's taught you well. Now listen. So then, and then we're going to, and then I get my five minutes and we're going to pray, okay? So then, I go to bed that night, and I sleep like a baby, like I haven't slept like that in forever. I was always tossing and turning. I slept like a baby. Now, I'm already a Christian. I'm born again. But I was in bondage. And all of a sudden, like, I wake up the next day. And I look out, and I'm like, Because for the first time in my life, I could see color. And for three days, I wept under the presence of God. I was in the spirit. I know what heaven's going to be like, y'all. I know exactly what it's going to be like. I was in the spirit for three days straight. And finally, I got nervous. I got scared. Like, this is scary. And then it started leaving. And then I said, no, never mind. But 
you know, you can't live like that. You're all weird. That's, you know, it was awesome. But I've, from that day, I've always been able to see color. That's why I told you, what a beautiful shirt. Because I, I couldn't see color all of my life. I was living in a black and white world. I was a Christian. I was a tongue talker. I went to church. I was a tither. But I was in bondage. Because I hadn't released those people who hurt me. And I was in an interview with my friend Sammy Rodriguez. And I told him the story on TBN in front of millions. And he says, you know what it's like, Jason? He said, it's like those demons are in you. Not in your spirit. You're born again. But they're living in your body, your soul, whatever. Who cares? They got to go. They don't belong to you. You're a child of God. Come on, somebody. He says, but once you forgave, they had to go. Because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I realized what Jesus meant. If you don't forgive, if you don't release them, I can't release you. It's not talking about going to heaven. It's talking about releasing people. And if you, go, if you don't release them, then you can't be released. Don't stay in bondage another day. Today is your day where John chapter 8 verse 32 is true. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Could we give God a praise in the house? I'm going to ask the worship team to make their way up. Come on, give God praise in the house. Who the sun sets free. Here's another thing the Lord dealt with me on to forgive. Huh. You all good? Because we're here now. And we're about to go a little deeper. Is that okay? Yes or no? If you don't want to go with me, I won't go there. Because we can go as deep as you want. I carry something. Come on, somebody. By the grace of God. I've been through a lot. And, and I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Can we go deeper? Lean in. Come on. This is not just church. We're trying to, we're trying to do something here. So, I, uh, I had done things in the world that hurt people forever. And I had done things in the world that I was ashamed of. And not only was I bitter at my mom, my dad, my stepfather, all the, I realized I was also bitter at myself. And it was, it was like, it was like I, was, I would allow God to forgive me, say there's a hundred sins. And I would allow God to forgive me, or even, let's say 3,000 sins. Well, more like 100,000 sins. <laughs> a lot of sin. And I'd say, God, you forgive me all of it. But there would be like four or five things that I did that I couldn't receive forgiveness in. And I found as I prayed for people, maybe sometimes women who've had abortion, people who've lost lives, people who've cheated on people, Things that you've done, you've never told anybody about. If you don't really deal with that and give it to the grace of God, my friend, you'll stay in bondage. And you'll have bouts with depression and oppression. Like Peter, when he failed, the Bible said he wept, what? Bitterly. When Joseph's brothers gave him up to be sold as a slave to God knows what, the Bible says that he said, don't be bitter at what you've done 
Don't take it. Just same way I was bitter at my father, my stepfather. I was bitter at myself. And I had to let that go too. And I battled with that one. Even though that day I let it go, I still had a struggle in my mind with it. It was like a stronghold and it had to come down. And God taught me systematically how to tear down that old thought process and rebuild it with a new one. And he used the great Paul the Apostle. I feel like I know Paul. When I get to heaven, I'm going to look for three people. Jesus, David, and my man Paul. Because Paul, his letters have changed my life forever. I've memorized them. And Paul had the audacity to say, if any man is in Jesus Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, passed, buried, and the new has come. Whoa, that's heavy. Paul, Paul had the audacity. Killed Stephen. Ripped families apart. By his own admission, I am a violently arrogant Man, that was me. And Paul wrote forever in a letter. He declared, I have wronged no man. Paul, you murdered. No, my friend. That was the Paul of the past. That was Saul. I am now Paul, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And God taught me, come on. Come on, somebody, 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 somebody. Thank God for the blood. And the Lord taught me. He said, Jason, if I can't forgive you, of all your sin I can't forgive you of none of your sin and that's how I fought the devil and that's how I overcame shame and guilt and condemnation when the devil would come and I'd be in the presence of God enjoying God and dancing and the devil would come and say here you are enjoying yourself but look at those people and the families you hurt and all these things and I'd say devil I don't know what you're talking about the man you're talking about everything you said about him it's all true probably stuff you it's even more than that devil you're completely right but your problem is devil I have a I have a word from the Lord it's in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 that I overcame you by the blood of the lamb and the word of my confession the word of my testimony come on somebody clap like you think come on let's let's stand up and give God glory I, I, I think we should just open our mouths and and thank God for the blood. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.